Good morning, everyone. This is Janet Lee, and I'm the hostess of the Spoken Memories podcast, Connections podcast, Spoken Memory Connections podcast. And today is uh, May 22nd, 2021, which is also Jack's birthday. So happy birthday, Jack. And I also have the pleasure of um, interviewing a mother and daughter uh, couple, Ruth and Annie. So uh, they are going to be talking about food, fun, and family. And I will start off right now by asking them both to introduce themselves and talk a little bit about their interest in cooking and, you know, just introduce themselves. Why don't you start, Ruthie? Okay. Um, I'm Ruthie. I'm actually Janet's aunt, and I'm... uh... I live in Oregon, and I was already interviewed for this podcast once, and this one is kind of focusing on a cookbook, family cookbook that I wrote for our family that took a while to um, get together, but um, I think it's fun, and I think a lot of the family enjoys it and and like to um, review the recipes and stories and pictures and things that are in that particular cookbook. Annie? Annie? Uh, I'm Annie, and I also live in Oregon, in Portland. Um, And I'm just here because you want to talk about a a family... Family cookbook. Family cookbook and family food. And you were only two years old at the time the cookbook was made, so we um, created or began begun. We won't ask you too many questions about that. (laughs) I don't really remember that. Ruthie, why don't you tell us a little bit about, um, since we are going to focus right now on the cookbook, why don't you tell us a little bit about its origin and how you, how it came to be? Well, I remember looking at, I collected cookbooks and I was intrigued by the little the little self-published cookbooks that community groups would publish, like churches and junior leagues, or maybe um, I remember when I lived in Arizona, there was an Arizona cookbook that was a little paperback cookbook that was put out by uh, probably the junior league there. And and so I was intrigued that all of these, these recipes in these little books, these little self-published books were... Um, usually focused around families or communities and you know they all started in home kitchens these recipes Uh, they weren't generally done you know by chefs and that kind of thing so I thought that was kind of neat and I remember my mom in 1976 gave me a cookbook that was published by my aunt Opal's church and it had a huge amount of all those recipes that I grew up with in the Midwest and that, you know, from the 60s and 50s, 60s, 70s, that kind of thing. And, and they were casseroles and, you know, some jello recipes and, you know, those old kind of recipes people would cook back then. But um, they were ones I remembered from my childhood. So I thought, you know, it would be kind of fun as years went by. I, I thought it would be kind of fun to have one have a family cookbook that we that we could throw together 
And uh, so that kind of took hold, that idea kind of took hold that way. I like how you say you threw it together and it took, what, 20 years to finish? <laughs> Thank you for your perseverance. I, away. <laughs> I started out when Annie was little because I wasn't working at that time, and I thought, well, I need a project. I mean, I was taking care of her, but I still had some time on my hands, and so um, I thought that would be a good time to start it, but then, of course... Then I got a job, and then I was still raising a daughter, and life was just busy, and and I could I would go off and on over the years, you know, when I had time, and um, as time passed, so did uh, computer programs. So you know, programs that I'd started out with would sometimes change or disappear, and I would have to revamp uh, the whole thing again. So it just took. The process was long. There was, it was very time-consuming because I had to do a lot of things over again. You know, a lot of... At some point, you kind of lost all your files because the word processing program was they, discontinued or something. Yeah, yeah, they would change, and then I would have to um, start things all over again. <laughs> I had them all on a... I tried to get them all on a universal disk, so, I, you know, I wouldn't have to go through that because the formats kept changing, but... Um, yeah, that was part of the reason that it, it took a long time. And then plus I was trying to make sure everybody sent recipes in and I got a slew of recipes the first, um, time I asked. And then when I was, then when I got back to it seriously, you know, about 18 years later, 19 years later, I, I sent out a letter and asked for more recipes, um, because it had been so long. And one of the funny stories about that was Janet sent me the very same recipe <laughs> that I had asked for 18 years ago. And I thought, you know, well, some, sometimes these people, you know, things may change. And so I included some of the newer recipes and some of the, the older recipes that they had sent previously the first time. But, um, yeah, it, it was a, a long process. But it was it was fun. You know, when I was into it, it was really fun to do, and I'm glad that it got finished and published. Me too. Very glad. So let me ask this question to both of you: How much do you use the cookbook? Well, I use mine. You know, pretty often. I have certain recipes in here that I make consistently. Um, so, yeah, I use I use it pretty often, and I love to go through it to get ideas, too, for stuff. And then, and then when, I, when I go through it to look for recipes, I get distracted by the stories and the quotes and the pictures and that kind of thing. <laughs> and then I go down memory lane again, you know. So it's kind of a fun reference book as well. Amen. Is it something that you use, Annie? Um, I use it sometimes. Yeah. I can't. I don't know where it is right now because I moved, and it is in a, a box of books somehow that is separate from my other cookbooks. I think so. I wasn't able to find it today, mm -hmm. but I do use it sometimes. Good. I had a I had a story where I I actually loaned my cookbook to my neighbor, my next door neighbor. And uh, she was looking at it because it's a family piece, it's original, it's unique, and she was fascinated. And then she 
put it on her bookshelf and I hadn't seen my cookbook for weeks and I asked her if she had it she goes I think I might because I had forgotten I loaned it to her and she had forgotten but it's a one-of-a-kind cookbook so you know I'm glad that yours is in a box safe safe and uh not loaned out and forgotten There's no more. Yeah. <laughs> I think I printed 50 50 of them and they they went out to a lot of family members and um yeah and I have people now asking for them but there aren't there aren't any it's a limited edition it was a limited edition right a classic only so then how much cooking let's talk a little bit um from the cookbook to your to your cooking experience uh, the both of you not only did you create the cookbook but you're both excellent cooks and you cook um, often and you you love it so let's just talk about that a little bit Annie did you get your cooking skills and abilities from your mom how did you learn to cook yeah I think so <laughs> I think so, because um, she was always interested in trying new things and having like a special project, a cooking project. We would do that sometimes on the weekends. And um, she's also interested in healthy eating um, and cooking things from scratch. So we didn't eat a lot from mixes or frozen foods very often. Yeah, and she would be charged with, like my mom did with me, she would be charged with starting something when she got home from school. Mm -hmm. So, And then when I got home from work, we could kind of finish it, and then we would both eat. And, uh, you know, it was kind of... Yeah, I think it worked out because she was able to learn how to cook things, you know, at a slower pace, kind of, whether she was interested or not. She didn't, like, I wasn't interested when I was young, but... um, I don't think she had that experience <laughs> that I had hated. I hated cooking, but that was fun. Yeah, you liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's kind of how things came about. And then when when she was fifteen, I remember I was cooking some um, a tur- I was making turkey, something with turkey and some sort of a dish with ground turkey. And Annie was standing by me, and she said, you know, Mom, I'm a vegetarian now. And I said, oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) And she said, yeah. And I said, okay, well, we better look into it and get some books and make sure we know how it's going and how, you know, how you can um, manage your proteins and manage meals and get a balanced meal with vegetarian food. And so I took a bunch of books out of the library, and then when I read them, I decided I was going to be a vegetarian too. So we both became vegetarians about the same time. And those books were informative as to, you know, factory farms and the way uh, foods were processed, animal foods were processed, and it was pretty um, gloomy. So uh, we decided to go a different route. Kind of stop eating meat at that point. How wonderful to be able to do it together. You know, that you can learn together and and, uh, cook together. 
Yeah, I had, and um, I think I was lucky because I had a friend who was vegetarian, and her mom would sneak meat into her meals <laughs> and hide it. So um, I didn't have to worry about that. Right. <laughs> that's a that's an interesting technique, you know. Anyway, <laughs> meat sneaking. Yeah. So, and then, okay, then I am going to ask you what I, you know, one thing that I'm interested in, and that is about the cooking together that you did, how you, how Annie maybe went from just helping begin a recipe um, before Ruthie came home from work, and then Ruthie would finish the recipe, then you started a whole weekly menu of cooking together, and I'm assuming Annie would start and finish one or more whole uh, recipe and blossomed as a cook that way. Uh, yeah, we would um, work out a menu for the week and generally I would get home from high school and I'd know what we were going to be eating that night and there would be things that were you know, not too hard to do on your own. So maybe pasta or, um, I don't know, a salad or something. Um, so yeah, that was how I got interested in, and we had a garden too, so I could go out and pick things from the garden, which always makes it more fun, I think, for people who are learning and children. That's, I agree with that. Yeah, and then, then, yeah, we had, had the weekly menu, and we left a day free so that we could, um, if something came up that we wanted to make, or if we had extra leftovers we had to eat, or whatever, we, would, we could do that. And Friday night was pizza night, so we always knew we were making pizza. That was uh, pretty easy. And we both had fun looking up recipes. I think we would... Um, you know, I would pick a couple, and she would pick a couple, and then we'd have pizza night, and we had a free night. And, you know, it all worked out pretty well um, that way. And then there was food to take for me to take to work for lunch and for her to take to school <clears throat> if she wanted it. So did you take school lunches? Took school lunches? Um, I did, but it was usually a peanut butter and jelly sandwich oh, almost nice. every day. <laughs> Didn't really take leftovers. Okay. Um, and then when she moved in um, a couple of years ago, back and lived with me for a little while, uh, while she was in transition, um, we would alternate days for or alternate meals for cooking. So she would plan her meal menu, and I would plan my meal. I would, she was a better planner than I was. But we would cook every other meal. So then if she cooked, she, one day she would be cooking breakfast and dinner and I would do lunch. And the next day um, I would do breakfast and dinner and she would do lunch. And so um, it worked out pretty good because oftentimes at dinner, you lunch the next day was leftover dinner from the night before. So you kind of had a day off from cooking and you sort of cooked every other day. And that seemed to work out pretty well too yeah that was a good way to do it i think mm -hmm. and also the kitchen is pretty small so we didn't actually cook together at the same time very often because mm -hmm. you're just kind of in everybody else's way 
Yeah, and I enjoyed sitting there while somebody else was cooking my dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I think she probably did too. Mm -hmm. And plus you have at your house, you have that beautiful outdoor patio for yeah. for eating and dining and chopping and assembling and uh, prep work that might be additional kitchen space, considered additional kitchen space. I just, that's such a lovely area um, at your house. So. Yeah, that's fun. And we have, we acquired a pizza oven while Annie was living here, which is an outdoor unit uh, that requires pellets to operate. And so, you know, occasionally we would go out there and have a, make pizza in the pizza oven, uh, you know, on the nicer nights. And, um, you know, it's nice to be outside and do that kind of activity. So what's your favorite pizza, Annie? <laughs> um, we really do, like, just well, anything. <laughs> we put anything on a pizza. Um, I don't know that I have a favorite, but we would generally just go through the refrigerator and see what looks good and what needs to be used up. And um, there's my cat. <coughs> have homemade pizza sauce too and make the dough ourselves so it's always really good no matter what what you do it doesn't matter what you put on it <laughs> it's all good even the crust good. Right. pizza crust with no filling i'd eat that yeah um let me ask you this annie then do you still if you're were labeled as the better planner do you still do that in your in your life now uh, living by yourself? Yeah, I, I kind of have a rough plan every week for what I want to make. And I don't always follow it, but I have a kind of a guideline set up. So I'm not scratching my head every night trying to figure out what I'm going to do for dinner. Perfect. Yeah, she works from home, so she's um, got that to deal with. She's not free all day. People are. <laughs> Sounds like a great plan, a really wise plan and efficient and all healthy, whether you work at home or elsewhere or whether you don't work, that you have a plan going forward and you know what you're going to eat pretty much. You really waste less food. You know, you don't have your celery rotting in the crisper, for, you know, um, because you know when you make a plan then you utilize all of your your vegetables you buy for those particular mm -hmm. i think it's cheaper too because you buy for those particular meals and then you don't have things that you end up not using as a rule so and that was another great idea for a free day in case there was something for the meal plan and something floating around that needed to be used up you know you could uh, you could utilize that too do you make a meal plan? I me? do. Who, me? Janet? Both of you. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> Not now. Uh, basically, I try to bake something that will last for a few, like scones or something that will last for a few breakfast meals. And I kind of have a vague idea of what I want, but I don't. And I sort of write it down. I make a, a choice 
an assortment of meals that I'm planning and then I write those down and then I can choose from those during the week. Yeah. I want to do. But it's, it's not super specific. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, what else was I going to say? There's something. Oh, yeah, Annie, when you were um, cooking, Annie was um, studying different cuisines from around the globe. And she had a specific um, plan that she kind of did. Do you want to talk about that, Annie? Um, yeah, I usually kind of pick one cuisine and I spend a year sort of focusing on that um, because I like to cook all kinds of different things, but it can be overwhelming and you can fill up your refrigerator with all the different special ingredients that you get for these, all these different cuisines. But if you focus on one, you can kind of learn about that, um, so, yeah, that's what I do. So which which ones did you focus on? Oh. <laughs> um, I've done uh, Indian and Chinese and Japanese and Scandinavian and Mexican and Malaysian and French. Do Moroccan or Middle Eastern or something? Uh, and Persian. 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 My word, that's impressive. Yeah, it's really fun. It's, um, Do you have a favorite? Um, I actually I cook a lot of Indian food. That might be might be my favorite, but I really like everything, so I just like to try different things. Yeah, do you ever cook the same thing twice? Not very often. Wow. <laughs> so, I don't remember cooking the same thing twice when she was living here with me. <laughs> but it was fun, you know, it was nice because everything was different and new. And... Yeah, you never really perfect anything or become an expert at anything. <laughs> it's always kind of an amateur. Well, Ruthie, you used to cook a lot, like like you guys said earlier, that you were trying new recipes and had projects and were learning new things, new food uh, recipes and new food styles. Uh, I remember when you got a wok and you were cooking things on your wok. So you're getting new styles of cooking, and maybe that's where Annie got it from. I, I think I took a couple different, you know, I would take cooking classes from time to time. Took a Chinese cooking class. And that's when um, I got the walk, I think. <clears throat> and then when I went to visit you guys in England, your mom had me making all of these um, Chinese appetizers for some women's group that was, maybe it was the Officer's Wives Club or something. Uh, and I ended up helping her with um, a bunch of appetizers that were Chinese-inspired, because I think I had just not long before that finished that class. And I think she enjoyed that, you know, having somebody there that could offer something a little different, you know. She took a Cordon Bleu cooking class. Oh, did she? Yes. Uh-huh. I don't know that it was in England. It might have been a little bit later, but... Okay, then let me just ask you uh, both, what was the most fun part of the 
of your cooking together, of your experience cooking together. What did you appreciate about that process, planning and cooking? Well, I appreciated the fact that we we were using what we, we were utilizing what we had in the refrigerator, um, and we enjoyed coming up with ideas, you know, different ideas, and and looking through our cookbooks because I still enjoy looking through. Even though I have a lot of recipes saved online, I still enjoy looking through cookbooks and um, reading cookbooks, and I think Annie does too. We both have nice little cookbook collections. So, um, you know, I think that was fun. And then, like I said, having someone cooking a meal for you is, um, it's pretty special. (laughs) So I enjoyed that a lot, too. And baking together. Annie makes lovely bread. And uh, we do a lot of baking together, too. And, um, you know... What you get in the end is really good, nutritious, healthy, delightful food. And uh, what could be better than that? Amen. Annie, do you want to add anything? Um, yeah, I, uh, I appreciate that we were always trying new things. And I think that that... Um, helps you have an open mind and an openness towards other things in the world and in your life, um, which is helpful. Um, I think in terms of just a general worldview. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, ladies, I'm appreciative of the cookbook, the family cookbook, just to come full circle. And um, although I'm not a a great cook, I do have my tried and true, like nutted rice recipe. And uh, I really like looking at that cookbook and and, um, looking through it. It's It's a treasure of a book. And I'm glad that you both were part of its life and uh, birth and that you still use it. So, yeah. Thank you both very much. And I look forward to maybe talking to you both again sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah.